I'm going to come in, I'm going to start at 11. Yeah. For no reason, I'm going to start at 17. But realistically, we know that the most righteous dude ever is Dave Grohl, who has invited a 10-year-old up onto stage who could play Enter Sandman by Metallica, and they perform the song, and now has invited a blind kid and has let the kid go through feeling the guitar and hearing everything. Meanwhile, he's also helping his daughter promote autism awareness by playing guitar while she sings some Adele songs sounding like Adele. Dave Grohl is Jesus. Except he's white and we know that Jesus isn't white. Hello everyone and welcome to the All Men Can podcast. My name is Anthony and my co-host is Damien. Um, we did do a little bit of a catch-up on our last episode, uh, but that was a little bit too personal, and for my liking, it was all about me. Actually, yes, I liked that it was all about me. <laughs> I don't. All It's the All Men Anth podcast. All ants can. Oh, God. Now, that was a bit of a catch-up, but realistically... The world kept turning and the world kept turning at a fairly massive rate um, since we really did a, a, a last proper recording. And yeah, how many articles have you got there that you've been um, hoarding since since we last did a proper one? This is just my Evernote. Um, I haven't gone through my Google Keep, but in my Evernote, 128 articles. Of just awfulness, and that doesn't even involve war or, you know, refugees or, or anything like that? Yeah, no, it, it's pure shit. And, and I mean shit because it's stuff that shouldn't be happening. Like, Piers Morgan had a go at Daniel Craig because Daniel Craig was being adorable. Oh, the baby the baby Bjorn and in the front? Yeah. Piers Morgan go fuck himself. What's this? What, seriously, he's, just, he's a grubby headline grabber throwing stones like that. Didn't he ever go at somebody else as well? That's just his thing. We'll just have a podcast about people having to go at people having to go at people. I think would be the go. A guy I went to uni with is doing a podcast about Peppa Pig, like an episode <laughs> by episode breakdown. And I'm listening to it, and I actually quite enjoy it. But from what you've said, I think yes, a Piers Morgan blow by blow podcast could actually get a bit of an audience. You're a prick. Why do you have a job? You have a job because you're a prick. Let's face it. Um, all, now, the, all the parents are going, oh, Peppa Pig reference. Oh, everyone else is just going, what? I prefer um, Magical Kingdom, honestly. Now, Piers Morgan said that right in the midst of all the Brett Kavanagh bullshit. And uh, Damien, I think you've got a fair bit to say about Brett Kavanagh. Uh, Brett Kavanagh is the conservative, very young um, pick uh, picked by Trump to go into the American high court. And because he's so young and so conservative, uh, there are concerns that if he does get voted through uh, and appointed, that he'll overturn um, a whole bunch of laws or just really make it America an even more awful place to live. So if you don't know who Brett Kavanaugh is, you've been living under a rock. Uh, but uh, he was somebody who went to college with, came out uh, as the, his um, nomination for the appointment came out and accused him of um, a whole bunch of awfulness um, and effectively, um, you know, levels of sexual assault. She wasn't the only one, though. I think about four different individuals came out, but it was he said, she said. 
Um, and then off the back of that, of course, there was FBI hearings and Senate hearings and all these sorts of things. And then you've got, um, you know, a lot of Fox News types going, well, you know, all it takes is for one woman who wants a bit of notoriety or whatever to come out and make an accusation. All men are vulnerable to this sort of stuff now. And I'm just like... Surely this is not the world we're living in. I'm not living in fear of being accused of something like that because I've never done something like that. Um, and certainly the, the the way in which those who came forward to speak out against Kavanaugh or at least uh, accuse him of impropriety or flat out assault and crimes, um, you know, they're getting death threats. They're getting their names dragged through the mud. They're not doing it for fun. No one's getting rich or famous off this for the right reasons. But, Anne, it, it got me thinking as far as, well, how pure am I? Uh, how, how thinking back to my awkward days as uh, a hormonal teenager who was always just perpetually in the friend zone and respectful and fearful of women, I wasn't really part of that clique, those guys who, you know, do things with other girls. Um, but then I sort of thought about my young adult adult life and the way in which I would relate to women and pursue women. And seriously, I do not have to take off my shoes and socks to count how many relations, individuals that I've delved into that. Seriously, it's a very low, very low scoreboard in that regard. It's, it's quality, not quantity. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure, and even especially in a workplace environment, I know that I have um, overtly, not necessarily flirted, but potentially humiliated female colleagues that I might have had a bit of crush, a bit of a crush on with sexual innuendo. And like, I'm not going back, I'm not like, you know, going back and punishing myself. I'm just reflecting on the type of person that I've been. I've been highly inappropriate. I go back to constantly one of my best friends. She lives very close to me now, beautiful family and very, very dear to me. I went to preschool with her for God's sakes. I would constantly just make references um, uh, to to her boobs constantly because she had, she had bigger boobs than average. Now, was that, was that sort of like me but trying to be endearing to her or about how um, we're close so I can do that and get away with it and that was sort of approving or whichever, I don't know. But I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of, of, of that. I'm ashamed of being part of cliques that helped through inaction ostracised friendships because they got rejected and, oh, they must be lesbians because those two girls are over there together and then looking at the type of impact that that had. It's, it's glass houses situations um, and, and this isn't a, a confessional, but reviewing the types of behaviours that we've done, I think is important to then call it out when you see that sort of stuff ha- happening around you. Because somebody, I'm sure I would have made somebody's um, you know, hair stand up on the back of the neck. Nobody called me out on it. There was an article I read recently that was on Huffington Post, uh, I, I believe, um, where a gentleman had, you know, he started off talking about how he was really proud of himself for the way he had been supporting women um, and that he was a feminist and that he was quite convinced that he never did anything wrong in his entire adult life. And, you know, in the light of the Me Too movement, he was celebrating this fact. And then he had uh, an old acquaintance, female acquaintance, get in touch with him to celebrate the, the standpoint he had taken on this. And he said uh, something to effect of, out of curiosity, did I ever do anything untoward to you? 
to which she came back saying yes. And mm. he didn't realize, he, he didn't comprehend that anything he had ever done had been in that realm of being challenging or confrontational to a woman. Uh, similarly, uh, Radio Lab, to talk about more podcasts, has just done a two-parter called In the Know. Uh, and the no is spelt N-O, where they are exploring how consent can be murky, but when you contrast it to the Brett Kavanaugh accusation, that's that's murkiness, whereas what Brett Kavanaugh has been accused of is not murky at all. The same week uh, that all those uh, hearings and testimonies were going on in the States, the New York Times asked, that they put the call out for, for blokes who wanted to actually uh, go on the record, anonymously of sorts, to uh, as far as, you know, pass bad behaviour towards women. They got 750 um, people respond. And they published eight of the stories. Uh, I will put this up on, or I have put this up on Facebook. I'm talking as if I'm in Back to the Future now. Or Bill and Ted's, you know, the whole time travel thing. Well, oh, look, there's a bucket. Oh. Uh, but it happened. Uh, yeah, look for that. Me Too, Me Too High School. you got 80-year-old men living with regret because of the way they made somebody feel during the war. Uh, incredible stories. So uh, flick across and leave us your comments. But that certainly wasn't the uh, the only thing that was happening while we were taking our little um, hiatus. There was an absolute flurry. If there were eight or nine shark attacks uh, that were were happening around Australia within a, you know seven seven or eight day period, they'd be draining the ocean, uh, and we will all be having flake for dinner. But uh, Australian women being being killed in the same time frame. Well, there's not a lot you can do about it, apparently, though it did sort of coincide with the launch of the um, the, the Stop It at the Start uh, campaigns, which we've put those videos on our socials as well. What's your, uh, your, your knee-jerk reaction to those those ads where you got the, oh, just flick the girl's skirt up and, oh, I got suspended for that, and the girl's like, oh, well, I'll just um, get used to being harassed and abused. I'll be honest, I did not watch them because I was – in what felt like a fucking mouse wheel. Ah. Just every day seeing that... Uh, it was every day. Mm, it was, yep. A woman had been murdered, in most cases, by someone she knew. You know, going back to my 128 headlines here, like this, this goes back to Bedford in WA, where there was a, a guy who had murdered a few children... His, I think his partner and her mother mm -hmm. is torrential. And what fucks me off is to see these men going, but domestic violence is also against men. Yes, it is. But there are not the same amount of men being murdered by women in this country. So when you hear people saying, men, you need to do something, you actually need to do something. Stop fucking whinging yeah. about your particular little predicament and do something to protect those around you. This isn't men being killed off. Men are being killed off in one percentage, but this is not men being killed off at a rate of knots like women are being killed off and women are being killed off by men. This is, it's horrifying. What came out of uh, Wollongong in the first week 
of October was 39-year-old mum, Christy Powell, murdered. Uh, She was found dead, blood-soaked, next to her five-month-old son. That that's that's a horror that's a horror film right there. Just horrific, absolutely horrific. The person that's been charged with her murder, a former employee, who she'd been referring to on her social media channels as the Reaper. The Reaper's been texting me. The Reaper's been uh, threatening me, and and oh dear, oh well, I hope this sort of calms down. Didn't uh, I was reading the article about this. And the coppers are just like, yeah, well, this person, we've been, because they identified him and they actually put reports out over the weekend saying, we're hunting for this person. We This is a person of interest and we need to help you know, this person to help with our inquiries. They finally nabbed him. And then the copper said, yeah, you know, there was some rather disturbing Facebook posts that we saw that, you know, we, we needed to jump on top of this. And yeah, it's it's not a good thing. So what I did was actually, I went across to the guy's Facebook page and Stalked him. Yeah, he's been charged. He's arrested. So Banyu Kirkman is probably still live. Um, it was a partially private profile, so he couldn't see everything. Um, but I, I I went across to have a bit of a look, knowing that he was in a holding cell um, and that he, he there was no way that he knew that I was creeping on him. He's connected with 487 friends on Facebook. You know, we all know friends on Facebook's in inverted commas, but that's 487 connections. And I look at them. Uh, they're young people. I see Anglo people. I see people of probably, you know, Asian descent. So a whole bunch of various types of people are his friends. I couldn't help but think, surely one of those 487 people were aware of these disturbing posts, were aware of his activity, aware of his attitude. I would hope that somebody would have reported it. Or is it just another situation? I'm taken immediately back to the circumstances around um, Lynette Dawson and the Teacher's Pet podcast, where that's just basically person after person after person going, oh, well, it wasn't my place to say. When good people do nothing, people lose their lives. And and a five-month-old baby just is in a house alone with the the bloody body of their mum, will never know their mum. I'm I'm probably I'm probably grasping at straws in that regard. I mean, who knows what and exactly where these Facebook posts were. <sighs> but apparently, um, Christy went to the cops. Oh, nothing we can really sort of do, which I think in this day and age is absolute bullshit. I'm not, I'd like to know who the reporting officer was at the station on at the time that those reports were made, because electronic stalking is a crime. Threats to kill is a crime. So. <sighs> What can all men do? What can everyone do? You can call people out, don't you? You can report someone. Do you know what? I saw a Facebook post from the coppers the other day about, hey, here's some CCTV of somebody um, doing suspected of shoplifting. If you recognise them, call the cops. I think I recognise them. I'd let the cops know. Mm. I don't know if that person is innocent or guilty, but I did my little bit. If I hear somebody doing burnouts or there's fireworks, I call the cops. Because if the other people down the street call the cops as well, then maybe they'll increase patrols and everything else. There's no excuse not to tell someone. Mm. Make it your business. It's not Esme Watson, a country practice over the fence. It, you could actually be saving someone's life. But then I've got another situation where within uh, I've lived in, in places where I hear lots of shouting and yelling at night between adults. And it's just like, well, they sound annoyed. Do I call the cops? I don't call the cops on that. It's weird. I don't have all the answers. What would you like to do? Oh, I don't know. I was actually thinking about it, that if I was in that situation again, that I would, I'd probably go around to. I'm more concerned. Uh, uh, in that situation, I was more concerned for um, uh, for, for the male 
in the household as opposed to uh, the female. I don't think it was getting physical, but it, it just seems to be an on. It seemed to be an ongoing pattern of abusive behaviour and disharmony. Mm. So maybe a how's things conversation would have been better, but I wasn't that close with with the person too. So again, too mind your own beeswax, but could have put things in on the right path, I guess. Calling it out, <laughs> I reckon we should just. I reckon we should just rename this podcast. Calling it out and then putting your hand up as being part of the problem. But that's it. That really is it, and that's what a lot of men are hiding from. And there are a lot of women who are supporting men hiding from it as well. Saw a great tweet the other day. It was a like a cartoon around the whole you know reporting factor or not all men. It was nine one one or you know triple O. Hello, hi. Yes, uh, my house has just been broken into. Oh, but I didn't do that. <laughs> And not all, and not all, like, blokes will do that. So it's not a fucking argument. Not all men is not a fucking argument. <laughs> I'll try and dig that up and find it and, and, and get it on socials because it's a perfect point, an absolute perfect point. Anyway, have, have, we, have we even come, we haven't even come close to touching on all of the bloody things that, that happened while we took our little hiatus. We'll get back into our pattern of things again. Um... I haven't been as in, in much of a whirlwind as you have, good sir. But um, I got a bit on. Work's picking up, so that's a, that's a good thing. And the the craziness has started on the weekends. You know, they're talking about Christmas parties and bottlenecking of, of 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 parties and all that sort of stuff. We'll see in February. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, we haven't touched on anything. I just had a dash next to one of my headlines, which is Steve Bannon warns that women are going to take charge of society. About bloody time. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are willing, have a listen to the Guilty Feminist podcast. It's um, hosted by <laughs> Nexpat Australian. Uh, it's done as live events in England and it's absolutely hilarious. A friend of mine, a male friend, put me onto this and I've just been stuck, stuck with it. It's absolutely brilliant. All right. Well, that's it. That's everyone's assignment for the week then. We'll put that up on our socials too. That's that's a secondary assignment. The actual assignment is the SBS documentary. <gasps> yes. All men. Yes, all men. Hashtag yes, all men. Thank you, Damien. Uh, is toxic masculinity killing Aussie men? I really like SBS's The Feed with Jan Fran um, and Mark Fennell as the regulars, and Marty's on there as well. I think this is what, what it appeared on as part of, part as. Uh, the Feed is like behind the news with swearing. That's the way that they, they sort of talk it up. Certainly goes into things a lot more in depth. And for that outing, I think um, I think Marty's done well. So 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 give that a go. And... Let us know what you think in the comments. Oh, and we're on socials too. At All Men Can AU on Twitter and Instagram and the All Men Can podcast. Uh, we're looking to get those numbers back up. I'm probably going to just also go through and uh, let you know what you've missed. Because like our, our prologue, the first one that we ever did, was about 350 listens. Oh, we're about to crack. I think we probably would have by now over 3,000 listens, which isn't too bad. Doesn't mean three thousand people. It means three thousand spins, and it doesn't mean that everyone's listened to everything. I know data, but it's still kind of cool. And um, yeah, your last one. Uh, we were talking about how you were coming up to your mental health break. It's about one hundred and twelve listens compared to three fifty. So audience retention is shit, but I think we can get it back up there. Hang on, but to make it about me, why don't people care that I'm sad? Yeah. <laughs>